Good morning, everybody. It is January 7th, and it is now 2022. This is the first time I'm doing Full Flex Friday in 2022. We're in the new year. I hope you are doing well. I hope that New Year's didn't kick your ass, <clears throat> and I hope that uh, you are avoiding that really contagious flu going around right now, eh? And that's enough about that. Uh, but I'm happy to be here this morning. Really stoked on life today. Um, I have some pretty exciting things to discuss with you, to share around my feelings about, and we're going to jump right in. Uh, little things to note as we're getting in that really have no relevance. Um, to you more likely than not, but you know, I know you all really want to know what's going on with me. I lost my fantasy football championship last weekend, really devastating. Um, and you know, I just really don't know what to do with myself after that. So, you know, that was really important to share. I know you all re really, really needed to know that. Um, and that's enough about that as well. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, Ashley and I went out for New Year's last weekend I guess it was Friday a week from yesterday or a week exactly today and we went to a casino that had like a DJ playing outside and a live fireworks show and you know we go through the casino and shit ton of people in there and then we go to the the outdoor show and there's definitely like hundreds of people there had a super good time, had several drinks, got myself a little tipsy, which doesn't happen very often. Really enjoyed the fireworks show. Uh, best fireworks show I've seen in a really long time. And um, then we went to a little nightclub right after that and got our, our gangsta dancing going on. Meaning like, you know, there was, there was some trappy... Um, trappy dance kind of music going on and we were, we were getting dirty on the dance floor there for a minute and the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because on Monday I started to feel a little bit under the weather um, slight little scratchiness in the throat um, kind of very very subtle chills going on in my body and I was thinking to myself oh shit here we go 
Um, of course, this is going to happen now, given what we just did two days ago. And uh, the good news is, took a COVID test at home, don't have COVID. So, I'm happy about that. <laughs> Maybe you all weren't so lucky to avoid getting that in your New Year's uh, shenanigans. But uh, yeah, hopefully you had some fun regardless of whatever you did. Um, I'm happy to have dodged that bullet, to be honest. Uh, not that it really affects my lifestyle, given that all my work is being done in a trailer virtually. You know, life wouldn't change too much aside from not being able to go to the gym or something like that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I've been able to live my life still. Yay. Um, all right. So the big things that I really wanted to get into today, uh, we're going to start off with desire desire specifically in relationship meaning your romantic relationship and I am in a romantic relationship you all know that I'm with Ashley we are in a partnership we have agreements we have boundaries we have ways of operating in our romance in the way that we live together the way that we we work together the way that we do life together we are life partners and we are very committed to each other so when you're in a, a life partnership and you have certain agreements and then there are desires that arise that might challenge your relational agreements what do you do with those desires now this can be this can be uh, taken and played with in so many different forms uh, so I'm going to give you an example let's say you really love massages and you know that your body needs one therapeutic massage every week you crave it you desire it you need it for the health of your spirit for the health of your body and it's just something that you have to have but your partner doesn't agree with the amount of money that you spend on your massages let's say it's hundred and fifty dollars a massage you're gonna be spending about six hundred a month to have a massage which can certainly rack up and you know set the money part aside as much as it is relevant obviously but more so the parts that are relevant are your desires being very strong and also the um, conflict that it brings up with you and your partner your partner doesn't agree to it um, they feel that it's not worth it and it's it's out of the financial reach it's, it's pushing the financial boundaries a little bit too much so the conflict is one person really desires and craves something another person disagrees what do you do what do you do this is I'm sure this is I know it is in my relationship and I know it is in many other relationships that I've I've seen I've witnessed there is always going to be a thing that comes up that one person wants that other person doesn't and the tricky thing is navigating how someone has real honest true desires to do experience see something it doesn't matter what it is how do you navigate what one person wants and one person disagrees with or doesn't want, doesn't want do I have the answers for you no no I do not have the answers for you <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you 
what it means for me to share my desires to my life partner. And this is really difficult. Essentially, what what is arising is some sort of conflict. So when you are going into conflict, it's super important, I'll speak for me, it is super important for me to address my own physiological state before I go into something that I know might be triggering or conflicting for Ashley. Um, so let me give you an example. Ashley doesn't approve of the way that I spend money. I'm a little bit more frivolous and easy to spend a dollar because of you know, certain tendencies that I have that we won't get into. I like to spend money. I like to buy things. Um, shoes, workout clothes, etc. So there's a, a repeated conflict within our relationship where, you know, she disagrees with the way that I spend money. I have a desire to buy things for myself and the conflict is she disagrees with that. So when I go and buy something and then I bring it back home, what I do to to address the conflict within myself beforehand is sit with how I'm going to communicate to her about why I did or desired the things that I desired. So what this comes down to is clear communication, which can be difficult in the state of conflict or disagreement. So I'm about to enter the trailer to share with Ashley that I bought something that she might disagree with. Um, yesterday, it was either yesterday or the day before, I bought. I went to Dick's Sporting Goods. I bought a beanie, I bought a pickleball set, and I bought three pairs of spandex underwear. So I'm going to come in, I'm going to walk into the, the trailer and show Ashley the things that I bought. First, I'm going to ask myself, why did I really buy these things? Did I really need these things? What did they do for me? What do they fulfill in my life? Not the things themselves. The, the things themselves don't really matter to communicate. I don't need to walk into the trailer and be like, hey, Ashley, look at this pickleball set. Look at these spandex shorts that I got. She doesn't care about that. She doesn't care about the things themselves. But if I walk into the trailer and I communicate with Ashley, hey, Ash, I bought these things. Let me tell you what they do for me. Um, they, let's say the, the spandex shorts allow me to feel better as I'm working out in the gym and feeling good in the gym is something that makes me happy. Now, coming from a place of, okay, this is what these things are fulfilling in me and this is how they're important to me will allow partner B to see, okay, well, it's not really about these things that you craved or that you bought, that you desired. It's about really what's going on in you, in partner A, that needed to be fulfilled or was craved and desired from an honest place of wanting to feel better. <clears throat> so another example, let's say um, Ashley comes to me and she wants to uh, have her nails done on a weekly basis and it costs $50 to have a manicure, pedicure, nails put on. 
to me, nails mean nothing. Like that, that could be the ultimate waste of money in my opinion. Like I don't care what nails look like. I don't care. I, I don't know the feeling that having nails done brings. Um, I just don't get it, right? I don't understand it. But if Ashley comes to me explaining to me, you know, when I get my nails done, I feel prettier. I feel more put together. I feel a little bit more complete and content. It allows me to feel better. Doesn't matter what ways it makes her feel better. It just makes her feel better. And I'm really honestly listening to her. Oh, great. My partner feels better. I don't care that it's the nails. If you're truly open to compersion, meaning compassion and pleasure from your partner's pleasure or joy, then I don't care what makes her happy as long as it doesn't harm me or harm our relationship. She could do whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> and so when you have a desire, when I have a desire, when she has a desire, we approach each other communicating with each other openly and honestly about what we are craving, what we are needing, what we are desiring, and share that from a place of real curiosity. Where, where is this desire coming from and how is it making me feel to have that? What does the, the thing that I'm desiring or craving mean to me? And how is it gonna make my life better in some way? That is what communicating your desires is all about. And when you communicate your desires to your partner, which is that one person that you would want to be able to communicate your desires to, it allows them to see into your world a little bit more. They can see what you do, right? Like if I go and buy things and Ashley sees that I go buy these things, great. She, she sees that I'm doing these things on a superficial level, but she doesn't understand more deeply why. And when your partner understands more deeply why you are acting out of your desires and cravings, they're seeing a piece of you that not many people get to see on a deeper level. And sharing that with them, sharing your desires is sharing a little piece of your heart. You don't desire things for no reason. Now, this can get really tricky because there's certain boundaries and establishments in relationships that might be crossed. So let's talk about it. Let's say um, I want to buy a $9,000 motorcycle and Ashley and I have an agreement that I am not going to spend more than $1,000 a month on whatever that I want to buy. That's just hypothetical agreement that we have. But I really fucking want this motorcycle. Like this motorcycle is going to make me feel really happy and it's going to make me feel more whole, complete, uh, excited. It's going to improve my idea of what my life can look like on the other side of buying this motorcycle. So if the agreement that Ashley and I have is, no, no, like we said, you know, you can't buy this 
thing because it, it surpasses the agreement that we have on the amount of money you can spend. What happens then? Because I have a desire and there is an established boundary. What do you do? Well, I can share with Ashley, okay, well, let me tell you about where I'm coming from with this and how it's going to make me feel better. She hears me. She understands me more. The conversation has happened that we both have a little bit more understanding about what this desire means both to me and to her. So she now sees where I'm coming from. She understands where I'm coming from. But she still is firm in that boundary. She still doesn't want to let go of that. So that is where things become really precarious because the desire that I have might not go away and the boundary that she is firm in standing in will not go away either. And then there's a stalemate there, right? So what's to be done? Hypothetically speaking, like for me to dis to to step outside of a, a firm boundary that we had, even though I desired something, is not acceptable. Because the agreement was there first. And your word, your agreements, the boundaries that you honor in your relationship have to come first always. Um, I can't just have an agreement and then crave something and expect her to bend just because I desire something. That's not fair. And I can respect that. Now, then comes the part where like, okay, I can see that she is firm in her boundaries. Now, what do I do with this desire? What if this desire never goes away? What if I always want this $9,000 motorcycle and she never will allow me to spend more than $1,000 in a month? Well, I don't know if I have the answer for you all, but what if I can fulfill myself in a certain way that is similar to getting that $9,000 motorcycle. What if I buy my th myself a $1,000 electric bike? Ooh, ooh, maybe, maybe I just fulfilled a little bit of that craving. What if that makes me happy along the same lines of me getting a motorcycle? Great, maybe that's a, a way that I can, I can go down that path but still honor our agreements. This is, you know, one particular way that you might be able to travel down your desires while honoring your, your partner agreements. And, you know, let's say you get the e-bike and it doesn't fulfill the craving. That's a possibility as well. Maybe you always want that motorcycle. Maybe it's just time about communicating your open and honest desires with your partner that will allow them to continue to see more and more that you really want this thing, that you really desire this thing. And maybe over time, partner A or B or whomever we're talking about now, will come to an understanding that the boundary they're firmly standing in can shift as well. And then you guys can talk about new boundaries, new acceptabilities, things that you know maybe 10 years down the road when she feels more safe, he feels more safe, 
that they are okay with you buying that $9,000 motorcycle. Things can always change. Don't give up hope on your desires because it's a no in that moment. You know, I grew up as a pretty, um, pretty spoiled kid. For me, when I wanted something, I pretty much got it. And this is not healthy. <laughs> this is not, not a healthy characteristic. I actually don't agree to that kind of parenting. I wouldn't parent my kids the way that I was parented in that regard. Um, and I'm not saying my parents were the, the total issue there, like grandparents just gave me money, gave me toys, gave me anything I wanted, and, and that's just not healthy, that's not okay, it's very enabling. And the same can't be said in a relationship. Like, you can't just have everything that you want all the time just because you want it, especially if it's stepping on the toes of your, your partnerships or partner, or anybody else for that matter. So, maybe through this conversation you understand a little bit more how to traverse the boundaries of your desires, your partner's desires, the things that you want and crave versus the things they don't agree with. Um, I see a lot of, I see this a lot. I see this a lot, you know, with whether it be little things within my relationship or little things within other relationships or big things in my relationship or big things in other relationships. Desires, cravings outside of your partnership understandings will come up and having a way to navigate those will be helpful. Doesn't necessarily need to be the way that I'm offering you right now, but having some means to do that will be of service to you. Okay, so that's enough about desire. We're going to talk about men's work now really quickly. So men's work is is men coming together and creating a container to act in a divinely masculine way. What does that mean? How can men come together to inspire each other, hold each other accountable to living the best versions of our masculine selves? Um, with the feminist movement, with um, women now coming together and really standing in their power, which is absolutely necessary, it's, it's important and it always has been important that men come together to be with each other in, in witnessing and allowing the feminine to grow to hold the feminine in their empowerment now. The patriarchy has had its time. And the world has definitely suffered based on the way that society and culture has run amok. You know, some blame it on men having power, and that's the whole patriarchal issue perception there. I'm not agreeing or disagreeing to that, but the way that things have been done have certainly not worked in my opinion. And the femininity in the world will definitely bring some compassion to healing 
the world, healing people, healing earth. And men still have to have a role in this. You know, just because women are coming to power and growing and, and teaming up to stand in their, their queendom doesn't mean that men go away. This, it doesn't mean that men just roll over and, you know, be passive in everything. Um, now, this is, it's a tricky thing to discuss because what a divine man or a sacred masculine representation is isn't something that we really know. We don't really have good examples of what masculine looks like. Um, and I, I think that's a big part of the problem is like, who are the, the men that are being examples for other young men? Personally, I really fucking pride myself in how I can show up in the presence of the youth that I get to experience. I train and have trained young men for a while. You know, I am I am a I'm a trainer, I'm a coach, and young men, let's say for I've trained young men from the ages of 11 to uh, 18 years old. And that is such an important time in a young man's life to witness what a, a real masculine mentor looks like and so many men I didn't have it at that age. Uh, don't have that, that when I have the opportunity to stand in front in, in the presence of a young man, I'm going to display the ultimate values that I think a man should, should withhold. And this is going to, and I've seen how this works with my clients, I've seen how this really does shape and mold the way they show up in the world. And who am I? I'm just a trainer, right? I shouldn't be that important of a person. But the parents tell me, like, Tyler, the impact that you have on our son is profound. They listen to you. They, they want to know what you have to say. And they don't listen to us. So when are parents going to stop thinking that they are the complete and total answer for all of their son or daughter's issues, shapes, beliefs, it can't always be the parents. Especially if, through puberty and adolescence into adulthood, that transitional time, teenage years, there has to be somebody that portrays and is that person to the youth that they aspire to grow and be as. And that shit lights me up. I want to be that for young men. And more men need to be that for young men. Not only that, more men need to be that for other men who are actually adult in years, but adolescent in behavior. Ooh, adolescent. What did I just say there? <laughs> Adult in years, adolescent in behavior. I'm sure you've all come across men that are, you know, like, you know, however old they are, 20s, 30s, 40s, and they act like children. This is a man that has not stepped out of his pubescent 
behavior. Um, and that's because of not growing in that time, not taking a rite of passage at that time to step into their adulthood, into their manhood. And other men need to guide young men and other men to be able to step into that for themselves. Because a woman won't, a woman won't do it for you. A woman cannot portray a king. And a king needs to show the prince how to step into his kingdom. So, how are men going to show up? How are men going to do this? How are we going to do this, guys? Oh, it makes me it makes me really sad. Like I actually feel myself tearing up that um, that's not happening as much as it needs to right now, which is a big reason why I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's a big reason why, um, for me, I feel so called to stepping into a leadership role with leading other men, mentoring young men to be able to, to grow and heal and be the king in their culture and their community, um, because that will then allow women to step into their queendom, into their power, and we can all operate cohesively to heal the things that need to be healed in this world. So, I don't like giving advice, but what I'm going to say is that for me having male mentors now, which I have, fuck, I have five, five, I, I have like five or six male mentors, five or six male coaches that represent something to me. Um, I have a, and this is something that I've craved that, that I've, I consciously set out looking for when I started down the path of self-development. I wanted to find men that I can mentor with and look up to and grow with and they could challenge me in my manhood. And that's happened. That's definitely happened. And it's amazing. It's amazing. I wouldn't be who I am today without people like Jeremy Marin, Jason Olivia, Terrence Carfrey, uh, Jator Pierre. Um, I mean, those guys mean so much to me and um, it inspires me to show up for people younger than me in a similar manner. And I'm excited to see how that momentum carries on so that the world can benefit and I know it will so men if you're listening find other men willing to hold you to a standard find other men to challenge you to grow and be a fucking king Ooh, that lights me up <laughs> find those men they're gonna grow with you that are going to be open and honest with you and you will reap those benefits i promise you um and you know even if you're not looking for um you know conscious growth self-development type stuff be in the presence of other men period just men just some homies hanging out i was just talking to uh, a confidant of mine who i'm going to be creating this men's work with um and we were talking about how just just going to the gym with your bros and eating some food after and having that time with your friends that are of the same sex as you women with women men with men 
it is so energizing. It is so energizing to hang out with the homies and pump some iron and just relate over the things that you relate with. Um, and regardless of how much you relate with your your opposite sex partner or however much you relate with women or men of the opposite sex, you will always relate more with the same sex. And as you relate, you will be energized by that relating and being seen the same way that they, they relate and see themselves. There's just potent energy to that. So men, go hang out with men, challenge each other to grow. If you're interested in you know doing more self-development type stuff in men's work, keep an eye out for the things that I'm going to be creating with some homies. Uh, it's not going to be easy. Nothing I create is meant to be easy, but it will challenge you to grow and be a fucking king. And I don't know about you guys, but not from an ego point of view, but from a, a stance of being a leader and being the person who's going to inspire growth and healing and love in the world. I want to fucking be that guy. Um, I want to be that king. I want to be that leader. And there are many other positions for kings out there, right? There's not just one king in this world. There are going to be many, many uh, certain resources you can check out um, in regards to that. King, Warrior, Magician, Lover is a book by Robert Moore. It's really good. Um, David Data's work, The Way of the Superior Man. And uh, I'm reading Iron John right now by Robert Bly, which is really interesting. Kind of a Jungian uh, perspective on um, shadow work and, and from a male perspective. A couple things there. And that is it, y'all. I think that wraps it up for the potent topics that I wanted to get into today. Uh, let's see. If you haven't listened to the Joe Rogan podcast with Dr. Robert Malone, please fucking God, go listen to that podcast. Please, please, please listen to that podcast. He's the creator, literally the original creator and founder, holds the patents for mRNA vaccines. You got to listen to it. Please listen to it. Thank you so much for considering my request of you. And um, Ashley and I are going to the San Diego area this Sunday. Uh, we are leaving Palm Springs, so keep an eye out for our more recent travels. I don't know if we have anybody listed for the podcast next week, but go back and listen to Justin Nape that was released yesterday, Thursday, talking about change and finding the right ways of change for yourself and um, figuring out how to detach or identify what your identity is. He's a master of change. So go listen to that one. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Hugs and big kisses from me, Tyler. This is Full Flex Friday on Journey Doses. I love you all and I will talk to you next week.